Kyle Draper's in Minneapolis. Drapes, can you give us uh, an update on where we are health-wise for tonight, especially for those joining the program late? What's De'Aaron Fox up to tonight? What's his status? Yeah, he's still questionable. Uh, did go through shoot-around videos out there. You know, you can see he, he still is bothered, you know, by that left knee contusion. And so I think he's going to be a game-time decision, sort of like – uh, we saw that the other day in Denver, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if he plays, man, because this is a game we need him. So De'Aaron Fox is questionable. Uh, as for the Timberwolves, uh, Anthony Edwards is questionable as well. I would be shocked, shocked if he does not play because really? he's one of those guys, you know, he's trying to play all 82. He's trying to, you know, like, I mean, he got hurt and came back in and still dropped 34 the other day against memphis and so those are the two health updates uh, i have right now man and uh maybe mike brown will be able to shed a little more light coming up uh here during this pregame press conference if darren fox doesn't play it's hard to see how the kings have a realistic chance of winning this game yeah you know and, and the problem is it'd be different if they were facing and also ran but this sure. is the second best team in the nba right now this team is clicking right now they're on a seven game homestand you know, they're in a chase for the first place in the Western Conference as well. And, you know, outside of Kyle Landerson, who uh, at last check was doubtful, so probably not going to play. I mean, they're, they're pretty healthy. I think Anthony Edwards is going to go tonight. And so I, I just don't know how we score enough to beat this team. Like, the way our offense looked the other day against Denver, uh, Whitey, it, it just, I mean, it, it was shocking. We had scored 10 points over a 12-minute period. Mm -hmm. Think about that. A quarter of basketball. This Sacramento Kings offense had 10 points. And so I go back to what I've I've been saying all season long, and I think the Warriors series sort of exposed it too. When the system breaks down, who's that guy that can go out there and get you buckets? And this was the only reason I wanted to go out there and get Zach Levine when he was healthy as having another guy that is capable of getting you 30 or 40 so it's not all on De'Aaron Fox. If you look at the standings tonight, and tomorrow is, uh, well, today, for crying out loud, is March 1st. So here we go, down the stretch. And for all the angst about the Kings and all the negativity, and I certainly have been, you know, a party to a lot of that, it's March 1st and the Kings are playing games that matter. That alone is something we should all celebrate, no matter where this goes. That's awesome compared to where we typically are most years around here. But tonight you've got Golden State's at Toronto, Dallas is at Boston, Indiana's at New Orleans, and the Kings are at Minnesota. So, Kyle, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But if the Pelicans lose and Dallas loses and the Kings win, then you would be out of the play-in picture, at least for one night. So, But if you lose and right. everybody else wins, you're, the Warriors are right there. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's how crazy the Western Conference uh, can be. And so I'll be scoreboard watching tonight. And, you know, this is obviously a massive game for Sacramento. You get this win. To me, this would be almost a bonus win. Like, you know, yeah. we, we talked the other day with Jay about, you know, Denver being a schedule loss, and I think Jay said it as well. Tonight's game also. I mean, this – but to be a good team, sometimes you got to win the games you're not supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you lose the games you're not supposed to lose. So why don't you win the games that you're supposed to win? And did you hear about the Warriors' uh, travel situation, though? I did not. What's up? They're, they're Like, they had some uh, plane malfunctions or something like that. And um, 
they uh, didn't take off until like 6 a.m. Uh-oh. Or something like like 5 a.m. to get to Toronto. By the time they got there, it was like 6 or 7 a.m. So they had the big win against New York uh, last night, and, but had some mechanical issues. So they didn't get to Toronto till like 7 a.m. or something crazy. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Kuminga, by the way, magnificent game last night. And doing that at uh, Madison Square Garden, kind of a coming out party for him at uh, one of the meccas of basketball. Yeah, I hate seeing that, though. Uh, (laughs) I know you do. I know you do. Because the narrative for the Warriors has been their inability to develop the younger players. Mm -hmm. Kuminga, they've sure figured it out with him. And it goes back to Draymond being out. Uh, And give Kuminga credit, too, though. I, I don't think Steve Kerr or those guys pressed any kind of buttons. He's just being aggressive. I think he has the mindset now, and he came into it, you know, when he started this hot streak is, I'm going to just play. I'm not going to worry about system, trying to get Steph. I'm going to just constantly be aggressive. And he is proven a, to be a player that's hard to deal with. Yeah, I think you're right as far as the system goes. You could see when he first joined the Warriors, he didn't play the way they play. And it was one of the reasons why he couldn't get more minutes, couldn't get more consistent minutes. It got to the point where they realized, we just need you and what you have to give us. So don't right. you, we'll adjust our system to right. you. And right. that's one of the reasons. Uh, and Moody had a pretty good game, too, last night. Man, Moses Moody, that's my guy. I, I actually like Moses Moody. And yeah, you talk about a dude that's been given the yo-yo, like in and out of the lineup, one minute you're starting, next you can't even get off the bench. And so, uh, no. He, they're scary. This, they're a scary. Bit, they're they're a, a deep team right now. Yeah. They're, they're deep, Whitey. I mean, you got CP3 and Clay coming off the bench. Uh, I wouldn't want to see them in a play-in, one-game play-in, oh, that's for sure. Yeah, that is a very frightening thought. Real quick, I want to go back to – Kevin Herter, and I understand that you disagree with me and I'm not arguing with you. I want to point out a trend or two that I'm seeing here, and maybe I'm totally misreading it, but this is from Chris Biederman. Herter played 18 minutes in the last game. He scored four points, two for five from the field with a rebound, two assists, and three turnovers. Herter entered the game in the second quarter at the 8.59 mark with the Kings leading by 11, and then he exited in favor of Duarte with 3.15 left in the half with the Kings down four, came back in on the final possession of the half. Herter opened the third quarter on the floor, had a stretch that included a turnover, consecutive missed free throws, and a foul before Monk came in for him. Herter never returned to the game. So, again, I'm not saying Herter's terrible, get rid of him. I'm just saying to me it looks like Herter maybe, and he just didn't have a great game, maybe in a way he's fallen out of favor a little bit with the staff, and it looks like Duarte's star is rising. So that's I, I'm just well, that's what I see, and I may be maybe a total misread. Yeah, I think I think you're reacting because he played 37 minutes against Miami, Whitey. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, so I, I mean, did he just fall out of favor one game, and then like it, to me, falling out of favor means you know, yeah, a stretch of three, four, five games where you know he just had a bad game. I, I feel like mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the dude played 37 minutes, almost 38 minutes against Miami the game before, and so uh, I'm not going to you know overreact or read into too much of what has HB fallen out of favor. He only played uh, 18, 19 minutes the last two games, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I I just think, you know, and we've talked about it. Katie and I have talked about it on the broadcast. Mike goes with the guys. He feels like has it going that night. Yeah. If he feels like you're not cooking that night, you know, outside of De'Aaron, Keegan and Domas, everybody else, 
your minutes are on a, a game-to-game basis, it seems like, with Mike Brown. And Herter, to his credit, he said, I, I don't know if I could put a finger on one thing that went wrong. He said, uh, I wish I was out there to help us more, though. So he was frustrated, which is good. You want him to, you don't want him to go, I was glad I didn't have to play. Right. But still, he was a little frustrated with the way his minutes went in that uh, in that game against the Nuggets. So um, what do we need to see from the Kings tonight? And again, we've said this so many times. Well, it's a tough loss. I got to bounce back. What would you like to see from them from the from the jump tonight? Well, you know, but before I get into that, Whitey, I want to continue this because I, it, something just struck me. Uh-huh. And I remember it last year. Guys were frustrated with their minutes under Mike Brown last year. And I'm not talking about the star players, but guys wouldn't know whether, you know, they're going to get 10 minutes this night or 20 minutes this night. Would they come off the bench this night or not? And so when I look at it, I could see some frustration from Kevin Herter. I don't think so necessarily from Harrison Barnes because HB is a vet. You know, he sort of just goes with the flow. He doesn't you, – you can't see any visible frustration or he won't say anything that, you know, leads you to believe that. But I do think, you know, Mike Brown's rotations, sometimes some players might not, you know, agree with that or, or feel like it's not um, mm-hmm. consistent enough, yeah. if you will. Or maybe you're not allowed to play through mistakes enough Mm -hmm. you know and so uh i I wonder uh, uh, you know we can see tonight it could that be an issue as well you know i do know last year and you know those guys aren't even on the team anymore but there was some visible frustration from a couple of players about their rotation and lack their uh uh, lack of playing time Mm -hmm. uh one of them's not here anymore if i uh, understand who you're talking about um i got two of them that's not here anymore okay all right yeah uh, one of them was certainly understandable. Rashawn Holmes last year was like, why is this guy playing? But anyway, onward and upward. No, I'll uh, name names. How about Rashawn? You know, yeah, clearly he wasn't. But Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis. Chemezi met Chemezi was the guy yes, I was thinking of. Right, yeah. You know, those guys, you know, they weren't sure whether they're going to play or not. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, I would imagine they felt like they didn't get a true opportunity. And so it, it, it's, it is what it is, but – you know, maybe that's what's going on with Kevin Herter. I don't know. We'll see tonight. But he's been playing. He played 37 minutes. Yeah, uh, that, the game there's no question. That. There's no I, question. I do think Mike plays the guys that he feels, you know, got it going on this night. And if you don't, your minutes won't be as much, you know. there's he, all, And he's talked about the leash that he has on guys. Fox and Domas and Keegan, their leash is longer than other guys. Here's the one thing that I don't understand about the Kings' approach. Uh, and you and I are on record this week. We both feel, you know, with all the criticism of Coach Brown, it's like Mike Brown is without question a valuable asset for right. this franchise, no question. But given that he preaches this defensive style, a lot of switching, shooting the gaps, and the Kings struggle to play it, I don't know why they don't play more zone. I'm not saying play primarily zone, but given the success they had against Miami and given that they really struggled defensively, I don't understand why, and maybe going forward we will, but it confuses me why we don't see more zone from this team. That's a good question, and, and I don't know the answer. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I, yeah. as a defensive coach, you, you want your guys to be able to guard. Like, mm-hmm. you believe in your system. You know, him and Jordy Fernandez, they believe in what they're coaching, and it's up to the players to, uh, yeah. you know, adapt to that. You know, we talked about Miami and Eric Spolster the other day. I think Eric Spolster 
goes to the zone because he's forced to. When you have Duncan Robinson out there, a Tyler Hero, or whoever it may be, like not not necessarily great on ball defenders, you gotta switch it up, and so you and play to the strengths of your team. And I don't know why we we don't do zone anymore. It seems to be effective, but you know I, I wonder though, Whitey, how effective it is. Is it effective because you're down by 20 and you're catching teams off guard? Like if you started out that way or you played more, you know, then it becomes more film, you know, would it be as effective? Yeah, it's a, it's if, a fair you know? point. Yeah, yeah and I'm I, sure that, I don't know. I'm sure they've run it in practice and he's seen, th- seen it, you know, in practice and probably can cite a number of times why uh, we struggle with that for reasons that, you know, you yahoos watching on TV wouldn't understand. Uh, we will take a quick timeout when we come right back. Wrapping things up on what Drapes need to see from the Kings tonight. What we need to see, what you need to see from the Kings tonight. 339-1140-1800-920-1140. to drive, guys, on Sackdown Sports. Drapes, have you ever heard Prince's song for the Minnesota Vikings? You ever heard that song? No, no, I don't think I have. Uh, it's, yeah, he's a big Vikings fan. And um, it's like a real slow, almost like a march. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, time to play it now, and I forget what it's called. Yeah, Jay will take a look for it. It it would surprise you because it's not you wouldn't think, really? wow, that's Prince, but a big big Vikings fan. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Somebody on the uh, text line here says there isn't an NBA player ever made that didn't complain about their playing time. Come on, fellas. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't put the name on it. <laughs> Come on now, but you know certain guys accept their role, and and I'll tell you what. I will tell you this about NBA players, and I've talked to Matt Barnes and others throughout the league about this. Players like to know when they come to the arena, this is, you know, you, you, they're creatures of habit. You know, Darren Fox knows he's coming out at the six-minute mark of the right. first quarter. There's a few Kings players on the bench, and I haven't talked to any, you know, but when you get to that eighth, ninth, tenth man, you're not sure when you're coming in. Yeah. When you're, you know – going to be get your number called and, and that's why Alex Len has been so valuable right yeah like he doesn't know whether he's going to play each night or not yeah and so you know I don't think Kevin Herter walks into a gym a, a game and say uh I'm gonna only play 18 minutes like I, I think he's shocked you know that he doesn't get in the final quarter or whatever it was the other night like and, and so I think outside of the top three guys the minutes, man, uh, you know, it, it could be anywhere from 17, 18 to 37, 38. Yeah. Dra- what, Dra- Drapes isn't talking about players complaining about minutes. Yeah, everybody yeah. who doesn't play complains about minutes. He's talking about a team that doesn't have a set rotation with multiple guys complaining that, hey, I don't know how many minutes I'm going to get. That's a little different than just right, the, right. the normal, hey, I need to play more minutes. I want more minutes. Right. Yeah. It's different. It's it's the up and down. Like, you know, let, let's talk about Kevin Herter. You, you brought that up. Uh, earlier, let's go through his minutes. Let me just look over the last uh, seven, eight games. 21, 17, 23, 25, 31, 24, 38, 18. It's like it's all it's anywhere from 17 to 38. That's yeah. a big difference. 38 to 18 is quite a drop. That's a, that's a quite a drop <laughs> off. You know, whereas you look at the top three guys, you know, Joe Moss, Keegan and De'Aaron are playing upwards of 32 minutes a night. Yeah. Uh, here's a nice one from Ryan Williams. Art, Drapes, hopefully the Kings will play tonight and score like it's 1999. Because they had a pretty Ooh. good team in 1999. Yeah, that, that was nice. that Yeah, that was that stretch <laughs> uh, they were on. I, I hope so. That that would be nice. 
you know, get a win here in Minnesota. I'm with you, Ryan Williams. Art. Yeah. Now Jay has found it. Do you want to hear a little bit of? Yeah, let me hear it. Better Prince's Vi. I don't think it is, but this is Prince. <laughs> Prince's Viking song. I don't even know what the lyrics are, but yeah. Look at Drake. That's <laughs> bad. He thinks like we're pranking him. World? He thinks we're pranking him like Prince pranked him, but no, Prince, this is Prince's fight. Purple song. and gold. It's called yeah. Purple and Gold. What year did this come out, Jay? Do you know? Let me you look it up know? for you. That's right. This might have been Prince's early years, like purple when he was trying to get gold. put on or something. Yeah, when he was recording in his basement or something like that. <laughs> Sounds like a folk song, right? Right, right. Yeah. This, this don't sound like no high produced, you know. It turns out, right, like, yeah. The day that you guys were waiting for him, this is what he was working on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he was in a bad mood yes. that night, also, he, huh? <laughs> he was working on his Viking song, Purple and Gold, oh, oh while you're all gosh. waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> what, what year? Oh, my gosh. What year was that, I wonder? My, like, is that. The, I think uh, it maybe was a regional hit. I don't think it ever. You know, was was that to inspire people? Like, it, 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 was this the Vikings pregame music? You know, the hype music to yeah. Uh, it, that was. It's no wonder they've never won a Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> That's messed up. Oh when, come on! When you, when you hear that, my goodness. 2010 yeah. is the year he pinned that. 2010. No yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that's one of those. You know. When you're on some psychedelics or something, you just you just mess it around. How did that get leaked out? Like, how, how, that's crazy. First released on January 21st, 2010. I'm trying to see who they played that day. Huh. That would have been late near maybe a playoff then? team. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's pretty bad. Wow. Ooh. That was like uh, joy to the world, right? That's that's what it, it sounds <laughs> like. Yeah, that's yeah. what it sounded like. Purple and gold. Oh, right, yes. So your expert opinion is De'Aaron Fox plays in Anthony Edwards' place tonight, right? You're not a doctor, yeah. but that's well, where you think this is going? I, I don't know about Foxy. I, I'm, I'm legitimately worried about him uh, tonight because based on, you know, the video that's out there, he wasn't moving well. Uh, didn't seem to be moving that well. Um, and they got a few days off after this, Saturday, uh-huh. Sunday. So maybe, you know, you uh, rest them tonight and get them ready uh, for Chicago on Monday. But I- I'm worried about De'Aaron Fox. Hey, I know we're talking basketball here, but this kind of relates to some things that Kings fans have been through. And I just wanted to see what you thought of here of this story. Um, real quick, uh, Brandon Crawford did an interview with The Athletic yesterday. You know, Brandon Crawford was with the Giants forever and helped them win a World Series. And he beloved figure and then now he's with the Cardinals and so Bags Andrew Baggerly called him up and did an interview with him and Brandon Crawford said I told the Giants I told Farhan in November I want to come back I'll play you know backup infield I'll mentor your shortstop I want to be on the team and he didn't get an idea whether they wanted him or not eventually at some point um, you know the Cardinals wanted to sign him so Crawford goes back to the Giants hey anything and Farhan told him if you want to come on and try to make make the team, if the last roster spot, maybe you know uh, as a minor league invite, you'll have a shot. So he said, "All right, see you later." So, do you think the Giants owed him more than that? How difficult is it for a team when you know it's a star guy who's done right. so much for the franchise yeah. and he's done? Uh, how much does the 
team owe that guy? You know, on the surface, I'd say a lot. You know, homegrown guy, only one organization. Yeah, right. But then when you do look at his numbers the last couple of years, Whitey, you know, three years ago he hit 298. Then it went down to 231. Then it went down to 194. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the answer is to that, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, because, you know, if his production was decent, he'd still be on the team. But, you know, it, it's been going down. It, it dropped off a cliff uh, after that uh, all-star year, you know, when he has top four MVP uh, voting. And so I don't you, – you would like for it to be handled better, I guess, more gracefully from both sides. Um, and, you know, clearly Brandon Crawford was a little upset at how it was handled, but it is a business at the end of the day. It's sort of like Udonis Haslam in the NBA. Like, that dude, his usefulness from an actual in-between-the-lines standpoint, years ago. Mm -hmm. But the locker room guy, the veteran leadership, could Brandon Crawford have provided that? Or in baseball, can you not afford to have a guy like that on the roster? He said he wanted to do that. That's what he wanted to do. And Farhan said, look, if we got a young shortstop, Luciano, and you're looking over his shoulder and he struggles, fans are going to want you in there, and we don't want that. And, uh, you know, that's basically what Brandon Crawford's going to be doing with the Cardinals. So, yeah, yeah, he didn't get along with the manager before. You're right. It's just the Giants – you know, a lot of the things they've done haven't been very fan-friendly. they got to right. be real careful about this. And, yeah, you can understand from a business standpoint why they did this. But I think you're right. There probably was a, a better way yeah. to do that to save face for everyone. Yes, I, I agree. And, I mean, it's you know, you take care of your own, right? You know, yeah. as a guy you brought up through the system, you know, and, and, and a hometown guy and, and just to – Cut him like that, a fan favorite. I get, you know, looking over your shoulder and it, but I, I don't think, you know, Brandon Crawford, he's a classy dude. I, I don't think he would cause any issues or anything like that. Yeah, it's going to be weird, really weird when he comes back uh, to play the Giants in a Cardinals uniform. Tonight, hopefully it'll be fun. What a what a great way to start uh, the new month here would be for the Kings to stun the number one team in the West. Um, we're still hoping De'Aaron Fox plays the Kings have to turn something around from the last couple of nights. What do you think is the most important thing for them to do tonight, Kyle? I think, you know, especially if they're shorthanded, they got to knock down the three. I, I need to see six, 17 or more threes tonight for Sacramento in, in order to win. This Minnesota defense, number two in the league at defending the three. And so if you can knock down the threes or turn them over, they do turn the ball over. They're 24th in the NBA in turnovers. So those are two things I'm looking for tonight from the Kings. Thanks, Drapes. Have a great call. Stick around. Game night is next right here on Sackdown Sports.